Hi guys, welcome to the Odd Unicorn Podcast. There's a high chance that I left a little bit of uh, before uh, in... Ah, we have to start now. Hi, guys. Hi. Too much fun. It's Definitely not being helpful. <laughs> <laughs> We're just two guys with a podcast. Quick, turn the cameras off. You We're can't see, but my hands are bound down. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting canceled. That's all right. Turn off the camera. Yeah. We've gone too far now, Silas. <laughs> There's no going you back now. Well, you you might as well do it for real. Actually, how's your day We have been very How's my day going? I, it was good until I started getting accused <laughs> the day I for federal crimes. <laughs> if we don't get at least one subscription, <laughs> the little lady gets hurt. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> That being said, <laughs> yeah. we will never have an opener like that. We probably again. got some good attention. I hope today. I don't. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we'll keep this in just to spite you, Jonathan. So, we're trying to talk about how to be creative. Which is, okay, so, and what I mean by that is specifically how to use your creativity. Because, you know, like for me, I've always been interested in like photography and video. And then for you, you've always been interested in writing, but you even talked about it in the last podcast about how there was a time where you're like, oh, what am I going to use this for? Right. Yeah. It was more of like a hobby to me. Yeah. And like, I didn't realize that I could use it for something other than that, like a fun hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Something to just pass the time. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, especially as Christians... If we have things that are there just to pass the time, then it's like, ah, it doesn't, it, it's like, why are we doing it then? There's, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not really a purpose to it. And to add to that, <clears throat> like when I was really young, I would write just like fun stories. And I was probably like 11. And mm-hmm. I was like, I kind of want to like put meaning into this. And that's when I started trying to write like actual Christian fiction. And... That kind of opened a whole lot of doors because at the time, like young as I was, I was kind of experiencing writer's block in a way because I it was at the point where I was kind of more aware of what I was writing and I was like, what is the point of this? And then that's when I started trying to write. You were having a midlife crisis. Yeah, at age eleven. Wait, does that mean eleven was the middle of my life? Oh. Oh wait, hold up. You have five years. Um, less than that, because I turn 18 in, like, less than a month. Well, yeah, of course, because, you know, the kidnap thing. Yeah. Hey, we're not, we're not working to do that. four years. You have four years left. Okay, well, let's, let's make them some good four years. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but, anyway, so, um, that's, that's a big thing. Like, for me, I have always liked photography and video, I've even been, like, second shooter to my sister multiple times. She has a photography business. And then one day I'm just like, ah, but, like, what am I going to do? In fact, for a large amount of my life, I was more interested in the field that Jonathan's in right now, which hmm. IT. And because when I was younger, I was interested in photography. You videography. were. Oh. We swapped. We swapped. We swapped. That's really oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah. That is fascinating. I was like, that's going to be my career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until you remember, I... Grace? 
Yes. I was going to be a were, movie director. Yeah, you were going to be a movie director. Mm-hmm. It's so that weird. it's so interesting how like God like does that yeah. where like something you never thought you were going to be doing, you're now doing it no matter yeah. what happens. Yeah. Cuz I didn't think I was going to be a, I I didn't even have an idea of being like movie director and pursuing that until like very recently, the past like 3 years. Hmm. And wow. yeah. Because I, I was always interested in, like, acting and film, and we'd, we'd make goofy videos, but I never made the connection between, I can do this, and, oh, I can actually use this mm-hmm. to make That's a living like the same thing for God. Yeah. And it's like, huh. Because I actually got out of IT because I realized how boring it was. <laughs> um, I'm actually trying to get out of it, too, so. Yeah. I, I was like, wait. Because then my dad got a corporate job, is what happened. Oh. And he had to deal with IT. And half the time, IT's <laughs> like, well, it's not in the book. I can't help you. I'm like... See, this is how little I'm wired like that, is Jonathan tried to give me one programming lesson. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was that. like, how old was I? Like... Like 10. Too young. I was like 10. Because that's when I got into it. He tried to give me one lesson, and I was, like, tuned out within, like, five minutes. Like, I was done. I was like, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure you're not going to go into that line of work. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the same thing with Joy. But here's why I liked it. And it's actually a creative reason. I could type text and push a button, and all of a sudden, it was like magic. You got something yeah. on the screen. That's true. It kind of and is a form of creativity. It very much is. If you look at, you know, you're making a website. Yeah, my, yeah. my brother is the same way. He's, well, he's only, like, what, 11 right now? Mm-hmm. But he's already, like, way better at programming than me. Yeah. I, I took Java classes and HTML, but he's he's far surpassed me. And he he learns, like, new languages, like, yeah. every other month. And when, and, you, when you get into mathematics and computer, <laughs> that's when... Because you think, you know, computers, math... <laughs> You know, it's the opposite of creativity. Yeah. But you actually get into it, and you get computer graphics. Yeah. And then you get See, I don't animation. like math either, so, yeah. like, yeah, that's yeah, definitely not the right... But then you got CGI and, you know, Pixar, you know. That's so true. It's, it's so much math in In other words, stuff like that. so you're going to build the programs that I'm going to use. Basically. Okay, that works. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm heading towards a more web design... Thing. Yeah. No. Which which that's a very practical skill to have. Yeah. Um, and but see, we, even with web design, it's creativity. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You got to design. I mean, design. Yeah. It's yeah. In the name. <laughs> so not I. I don't think everyone has to use their creativity as a ministry. Some people they're like, that's just a thing. You know, they their main the main part of their personality doesn't lean towards creativity, and maybe they want to do creativity a little bit. And then mostly focus on their job and having a steady living and giving, you know, giving to help the church or a missionary. Yeah. Or, you know, there's there's all sorts of different things. But for those of you, which there are many, um, who want to use your creativity for God, because I think that's the best way to use your creativity, how do we do it? What are some practical steps forward we can take? To using our creativity for God. So, I actually have a... I made a video and a blog post. Or, I don't know if I made a blog post. But I made a video about it from like a writing perspective. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of it can apply to like no matter what creative outlet you yeah. have. 
Um, and I had three main steps, and that was um, read, research, and write. And read, so, and write. Hmm. so reading is well, kind of, <laughs> unless you spell it. <laughs> but basically, reading is studying the masters as far as like what they did. So yeah. like for filmmaking, you would watch great films. Mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan, you yes. you just got yep, exposed I got to exposed him. Exposed to that. She just um, watched. Um, I got her. Man Begins. I, I think we her, mentioned this last time. Did we? Last podcast. We did, but I got my little sister to say Batman is her favorite movie. It's it's the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. That is a Which victory. Is, and I'm you not understand. like I'm not like a tomboy. Or You're like Pride either. and Prejudice, Anna Green Gables, mm-hmm. yeah. Sound of Music yep. Girl. Yeah. Yes, I've definitely and seen Batman Begins. It's the best movie, movie I've ever seen. So yeah, but. So, yeah, watch, so, like, if you're into filmmaking, watch The Greats, you know, if you're into yeah. writing, read The Greats, that's one of the reasons I love classics, which is why I read Jane yeah. Austen, um, mm-hmm. is because of that reason. Yeah. So, study what other people did and figure out what works for them. And then, then the nice thing about creativity is you can kind of put your own spin on it. So yes. you don't want to, like, like, as a writer, I don't want to imitate Charles Dickens. Right. Yeah. I want to, you know, study him well enough that I know what he did and what works for him. But at some point, you also have to figure out what works for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because creativity is like that. It's not all the same for one person. Even if you're in the same line of work, it's not all the same for one person. Well, yeah. And I, I would probably relate it to, I did a bunch of martial arts. And it's surprising how similar martial arts and creativity are. Um, when you're really looking, cause one thing is, so we, we would have, we have a lesson book, so we have specific things. He says, well, while you're still, you know, learning, you want to keep to these lessons. You want to keep, so you're learning the principles, the mm-hmm. foundations, especially if you're a mm-hmm. white belt, a yellow belt, a mm-hmm. green belt, you want, cause those are the first three, you want to keep to the book. And then as you progress, as you get better, mm-hmm. then you can start going, well, how would I do it for myself? How would I make this more effective for me? So we actually have a saying in writing that says, know all the rules and then break them. Ah, I love that. So yep. you have to get familiar with stuff first. You yeah. can't just start out with something like writing or something similar to that. And you can't just be like, well, I'm just going to do whatever I want. First, you need to do you know, your research um, first, and you need to learn all about it. But after that is when you start figuring out, figuring out like what works for you. So for a lot of my writing life, I was like kind of doing what I wanted, and then I started doing the research about plots, and I actually figured out that that actually works for me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and it really enhanced my writing. Now some of the stuff that I learned, I don't actually use. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided not to. I decided to break that rule or whatever. But I found some things that worked for me. Yeah, that was a big thing. So, like, my sister, she is, she's done, um, she's written multiple, like, plays and scripts. She, her, she, she more focuses on that. She doesn't do as much, like, book writing, but it's plays, scripts, um, and she's written, I think, two movies so far, like, short films. Mm-hmm. And the second one, she, movie she wrote, I helped her with. Because I'm, she's better at script writing than I probably ever will be. But what I do know is plot and story. 
Hmm. And that's something she'd never known. She's mo- mostly, you said, a uh, pantser? Yes. She's mostly been a pantser. Mm-hmm. And so she's never really... So I, I showed her a video talking about the 3X story structure, which is the stripped-down foundation for most movies. Mm-hmm. And together, we actually put some plot into a really good story she had, mm-hmm. which made it way better. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so I had it, I I 100% agree with that is that before you can break the rules though you have to know the you rules because yep. then you know whether you are otherwise you don't know whether you're improving or getting worse you don't know like what does this decision do mm-hmm. See cuz I was I thought for the longest time that I was a panzer mm-hmm. um which if you don't know that's writing by the seat of your pants which is basically you just wing it you sit down and you write for the longest time, that's what I thought because that's all I ever tried to do. And that's all I ever knew. And so, especially for me, just because of my personality, I like to stick with things I know about. Um, but then Jonathan actually got me into plots, and then I realized that plots could actually enhance my writing. Mm-hmm. So it was all you. So, <laughs> so um, and now I'm a lot more of a plotter. Yeah, but like I a... never would have known that if I hadn't explored it. Now, yeah. if I explored it and I was like, because I've shown, I have one friend who um, I've kind of helped with writing and I've taught her some of this stuff about plots. And she's like, yeah, I just don't think that's for me. And she's a great writer. Hmm. Um, she's kind of a beginner writer, but she's a great writer and it works for her. And so I'm like, that's great that that works for you. But I would just say, just know what you're not doing first before you like not do it almost you know and know yeah just know like why you're making that decision yeah that's i mean that's the same thing i think even with you should know why you do what you do that's a big Mm -hmm. thing it's the thing with christianity it's a thing with martial arts it's a thing with creativity Mm -hmm. is to be able to become better at something you need to know why you're doing it and it's why you need knowledge before wisdom right you can't expect to have wisdom before knowledge because if you think of it, it's kind of the same way. Knowledge is you know the rules, you know the principles, and then wisdom is you know weighing why. the applying options, them. knowing why applying mm-hmm. them. Yeah. yeah. So um, with that, then, so first know what know you know how to improve. Right. Yeah. Know get your foundation, mm-hmm. and then from there, what are some ways um, maybe to distribute, like. What are what what are some avenues that you've tried? Maybe ones that work, the ones that didn't work, as far as trying to put your creativity out there. Um. So the first thing I would say is make sure you love it because yeah. even if you get a lot, because you can get a lot of negative feedback at first. Mm-hmm. So you have to know whether you like it because if you hate it, and you know, everybody's, like, making you miserable, then, like, there's no point in doing it. No, no. If, you know, if you're miserable doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing is is figure out if you like it or not, too, because, you know, you shouldn't be doing something that you're not passionate about because otherwise there's no heart in it, really. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's definitely... And if people... People will see if you're passionate about something. Like, if someone talks to me about something that they're very passionate about and I can see that they're passionate about it, it makes me passionate about it, even though I just heard about it. So, it's kind of contagious. So, Mm -hmm. people can see if you're passionate or not about it. And that can actually be a very good, almost, like, advertiser 
It's like free marketing. Yeah. <laughs> if you're passionate yeah. about it, because you're gonna talk about it if you're passionate about it. Yeah. And I could tell you're very passionate about writing. Because I bring it up all the time. You bring it up all the time. And, like, that's not my thing. I'm not a writer. But we talk about it quite a lot. Because I love talking about it. Because, you know, I understand Mm -hmm. enough to talk about it with you. Well, that's actually the first I heard about the direct checks. Mm -hmm. Is... Is well, well. First, I just heard about you. You're just some in the family. Some family in the ether that yeah. didn't matter at all because there's just, no. Because I didn't to know you. nothing to about you. It. to you. Just like, like I, I mean, like, that didn't matter at all. It didn't matter at all to me. My actually. life is a lie. <laughs> That's, That's not what I meant. We don't matter, Grace. We don't matter. It's a family curse. It's a family curse. You don't matter. <laughs> um, That's a horrible curse to have. That's a very general curse, too. <laughs> um, but just someone I had no clue about. And then my Uncle Phil messaged me on Messenger with a link to your YouTube channel, actually. Huh. Yeah, that's that's how this all got started. That's really interesting. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, here's another godly YouTuber that's like, oh. that's wanting to be like, have a creative, because we have kind of the same idea with mm-hmm. our um, YouTube channels. Yes. And so she, he's like, yeah, here's another godly YouTuber. I was like, Huh, interesting. And then I watched some of your videos, and that's how I became familiar. And then, so actually, my Uncle Phil started, my Uncle Phil's the reason I moved here then, indirectly. Hmm. Because true. you remember the reason. Because came to Because the I wanted to ask if you wanted to collaborate to on, on this podcast. podcast which so this podcast is the reason. Six months later. This yeah. podcast is the culmination of that's six months. So, no, more so than weird. that, even. So, like... Me being here too is like at yeah. long last, like that. At all. long last, yeah. You were, in fact, it was. <laughs> it at, took me being the co-host. Yes, to yeah. It was all part of your plan. It. it was because, <laughs> like, I never, I honestly never really liked the idea of a podcast yeah. in general until, like, yeah. I actually like knew people who mm-hmm. did it. Most podcasts I don't like because yeah, there's a lot. Like, have you seen clips from the Whatever podcast? Oh my word. That's, that's absolutely Your IQ lowers like maybe, every minute you watch know. it. Well, a lot of people just kind of sit around and insult people. Like, yeah, that's what the whatever podcast like, is. Mm-hmm. It's guys insulting girls. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's a whole it's podcast. It's like the red pill guys installing like the leftist girls. Oh. Yeah. And, it, and they don't do anything. They don't actually prove anything. They don't actually improve anything. They just insult yeah. girls. That's and just... It was, it's, it's actually kind of pathetic. It is. It's it's like super, and there's a lot of podcasts like that, or they're just like talking and goofing around. Well, they have like a target. You're supposed to have a target audience, but yeah. they have like a target like, in general, like as in like somebody they're against, like. Oh, target enemy. So their target yeah. audience is, is like hateful people, people. Is people who hate what yeah. they hate almost instead of people yeah. who like what they like. That's yeah. That's so, that's a big thing I want to not do. I mean, that's. Talk, I mean, right? okay. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay with you hating the whatever podcast. That's that's yeah. fine. Well, yeah. I guess we are. Other kind than of that, bashing them right now. We are, <laughs> but um, other than that, no, we don't want hateful people on our podcast. Uh, uh, listening on it because we're, according to the Bible, we're supposed to be building each other up. Right. And that's again what creativity is part of. Right. But yeah, yeah. So it's weird because then I went to the church. Because I wanted to ask to collaborate because I was gonna go to Wildwood, and then you and then to go to Archer. Then I I I would so I went there Sunday. I was actually I was considering only going there for Sunday school, 
And then yeah. I stayed for Sunday morning because I was like, oh, wow, I like I like the way he, your dad preaches. And then I was like, huh, I feel like I could really help at this church. And here I am. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just so that is, weird. It's so bizarre. <laughs> it was just one message from my uncle that started the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. wow. I never put that together. So Grace is the one to blame. Grace. Me. I'm the reason you're all here now. <laughs> I, am, I have gathered you all together. You're the kidnapper. Oh. <laughs> you're the plot reason twist. we're here. Yeah, yeah. Plot twist. Plot you twist. moved me well, to I mean, a different house. Half hour, midpoint. <gasps> midpoint. Now you, you guys have to switch from reaction You guys did action. that without what meaning to. What are you going to do about this? Grace, you, meant, you didn't even mean to. You're such a writer. And I even said at the beginning what a great hook this is. Yeah, <gasps> you did. So this what's the is literally point? a short story. The low story. point? The low point, we'll have to see. The low point is when I threaten you all with death. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. oh, so it goes from the kidnapper to the kidnappee. <laughs> you guys talked about drugging my drink. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. What? No wonder she didn't want a latte. <laughs> when you get to the bottom of the latte. <laughs> oh, wait, you already... Why is it neon green? Get... No, you have to wait another 15 minutes to get there. The colors. Not at the right it point. takes 15 minutes to set in, maybe. Mm-hmm. I've timed it all perfectly. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole arc. Oh, a boy. villain arc. <laughs> Wait, so it's your villain arc now, not mine. Oh, that's the other plot twist. She is the real villain. This is your hero arc. Uh-huh. Except it will fail. That's what they all say. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, now I need to start monologuing. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you taught me monologuing. You sly dog. <laughs> um, we should get back. Yes. Because, okay, so, avenues you used. (laughs) Like, what do you, like, get So when you're finally like, oh, wow, I need to, I want to be creative and and be creative for Christ and help people with being creative for Christ, what are some actual, like, just actual things you did? To kind of help other people and not just write for myself, you're saying? Yeah, and and how did you put your creativity out there? Okay, so... Originally, I started, I wanted to get social media accounts because I wanted to be self-published. So it wasn't even for helping other people. Okay. It was actually, and this is before I started it because I wanted to get social media for a long time. Um, is because I had a author who mentored me and she said, if you're self-published, you have to have a platform. So that's when I started, I I wanted to start a blog, and I got the idea to start my blog, and then later I ended up starting a YouTube channel, and then I got Instagram and Facebook. And so originally, way back, like a couple years ago, that was my intention, was to kind of use it as my platform to get an audience so that I could have readers Mm -hmm. for my books. But when it came time, so I actually was in a writing club, and I did like an email series um, called Writing Tips. And I kind of like wrote like about like how to write from a Christian perspective. Okay. And I was like, wait, this isn't all about just like me getting my readers and like viewers and stuff. This is about also helping other people and kind of all of us like growing together. Yeah. And so then by the time I started my blog, that was my goal is to, and because around that time, I started noticing a huge lack in Christian authors, like, teaching about how to write Christian. Okay. Um, because the, um, 
the website that I follow that actually taught me a lot about writing that I know yeah. right now. She, like I, I think I said in the last podcast, like she claims to be a Christian, but she doesn't really bring it into her her writing like a whole lot. And yeah. there are readers on there who are Christians. And so one time I was scrolling the comments and I came across this comment where this lady was like, I noticed that you um, said you were a Christian and I am too. And I'm just wondering if you have any advice on like how to like put that into your writing and i was like i'm interested to see what she says about this like how she mm-hmm. responds to this and she responded like so vaguely and she's like well just do whatever makes you happy and do whatever you feel oh. like doing and i was like okay that's it and i was like and i re- replied to her and i was like well actually i've been researching this for a while kind of independently and this is kind of some of the conclusions i've come to about this um and then doing that was like, I was like, wow, that really like was fun to do. And hmm. I had a couple other friends approach me and like ask me the same question. Like, yeah. how do you write Christian? Because they wanted to get into writing. And I'm like, wait, like I actually have some answers to this. And like there isn't very much I can point to like, oh, go to so-and-so because they'll teach you about this. There wasn't very much of that that I could just say they'll teach you how to write Christian. And I was like. That's kind of a need. So by the time I started my blog, that was my goal. Is ah. to, and I still do want to, you know, attract readers for when I do publish. Mm-hmm. But now it's more about helping other people and yeah. other writers also write yeah. Christian. I, so, I, yeah, I love that. That yeah. that was um, it was a similar thing for me. I've always wanted to do film, and then um, I and again I think I covered this uh, partially. In the last podcast is then I had some friends that would do a film for camp every year based Mm -hmm. around the theme of camp and they would it it was always had a Christian um, agenda Mm -hmm. and always had a a, but and it's crazy them you know they had not much of a budget I mean their their dad had a good amount of money so sometimes he'd be able to help with certain like sets or stuff but they'd just do it like at their church or they'd do it at, like, their dad's work. We were able to use his office once. Um, and and they just had some cheap cameras they'd use. But they actually did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Like, it was 90% not cringy. Which was which is more than can be said for most Christian films. Flip that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, yep. I was like... Oh wow! I don't need like a huge budget or a film degree or to go to LA to be able to be a filmmaker, which means I could be a filmmaker if I wanted. Right. Mm. And then it's it's so bizarre. The more I'm getting into filming and social media as well, I see so many social media influencers that come from Wisconsin. I don't even That's know true. why. Like yeah. you got Charlie Barron's Daniel Abel. Mm-hmm. You got. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. There's been so many that come from Wisconsin. I don't even know why. Mm-hmm. There's just like a lot well, of them. a lot of them claim to be Christian too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's some that actually even like act it out. Yeah. And it's it's really kind of cool. And I'm like, okay, so this can be done, which mm-hmm. means I can do it and I want to do it and it will help people. And so, and, and I actually... All of this came to a head when I was, I was going through some tough stuff and I needed to do something. I'm mm-hmm. like, I need to do something because yeah. I'm, otherwise I'm just wallowing and I'm like, I got to pick up my feet and do something. And so I started the podcast and I was like, I'm just doing the podcast live 
because I know otherwise, as you guys can tell, this is this one's going to be out on time. But the other past ones haven't been as much out on time. <laughs> so it's 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 a little harder, but yeah. I'm, I'm getting more of a rhythm in. We um, understand. Yeah. But I so I had a live podcast for the first three seasons, uh, first two seasons. And that was because I knew I was a procrastinator. But doing it every single every single week, and having this rhythm of creating over and over, helping people, giving advice to people, mm-hmm. which I love doing that. And even with the criticism I got, I just started doing it. And then I started getting people that, and I've had multiple people that are like, wow, that really helped me. Or, yeah. hey, I'm really glad you're doing this. It's like, hey, I watch all your episodes. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is this is bizarre. And, and I'm like okay, I can't stop this because people are actually enjoying this. Mm-hmm. People are actually getting something. I'm able to share God's word with people. Like, that. this can't stop. So then I started, I'm like, okay, I got to start doing stuff on Instagram. And lately, I've fallen back. I apologize for that. I'm getting back into the rhythm. Um, but ever since then, I'm like, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. And and then I also was the head like director and co-producer of the latest film because all the people that normally do it for camp one of them was super busy the other one she got like two foster kids so oh, wow. she had no time yeah. mm-hmm. and so it was just me and my sister uh ruth mm-hmm. we basically coordinated the whole thing and i was like and it was stressful and it was difficult and it did not turn out the way i wanted it but i was like I love this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love this. There's there are certain parts that were making me want to like just go crazy. But I, <laughs> I still was like, I can't not create. Yeah. So ever since then, I'm like, but then I, I have a very hardworking father. So he taught me a lot of practical skills. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not just going to throw everything away and just like go to film school and right. be yeah. a... You, you'll be a star. I'm like, mm, let's be realistic about this. So I'm, I'm, I'm slowly building it up. And, you know, that goes doing YouTube, doing Instagram, getting a following, and then eventually making it bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I am kind of doing with my social media accounts, too, because of that reason. Because if I publish a book and no one knows about it, then, like, there's right. no point yeah, exactly. in doing that because, like, no one's going to buy it. You have to have people ready to buy it, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's that's a big thing. And so if you are if you have creativity and you want to do it, I think some of the steps is first, like you were saying, build your skills. Mm-hmm. So find – now, thanks to the Internet, there is – like a hundred videos for almost any skill you want to build. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anywhere from fixing cars to operating a camera drone mm-hmm. to writing a novel to like no matter what it is, there is something. And yeah. you might have to if there's not like a especially when it comes to like creative, entertaining storytelling or like production. Sometimes there's not a lot of Christian resources, so you need to weed it out a little bit mm-hmm. and you need to kind of spit out the bones yep um in certain areas so especially if you know if you're one of the first christians in that industry like film industry 
it's like the Kendrick brothers, Pure Flix, and like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. As far as yep. Christian filmmakers. So there's a lot of my learning that has been from secular mm-hmm. people that but I just you know, you spit out the bones and you you yep. get what you can. Um and so first I think step one is just learning and yeah. ooh, the fifty fifty rule that I, I, I learned this and I'm like this has to be, you know, I need to do it. Because I was the type, I would watch tons of videos about camera angles, about how to get your shots, how to edit. I'd watch all these videos, and then I wouldn't video anything. Yep. And this is something you can fall into. So the 50-50 rule is you spend 50% of your time researching it, reading it, consuming it, learning about it. And then you spend 50% of your time creating Mm-hmm. And that kind of, what I was saying before, read, research, write. Mm-hmm. At some point, you have to just stop kind of um, intaking knowledge and you have to put it to use. Because if you never put it to use, you're never, number one, you're never going to know whether you actually want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. if you never do it and then all of a sudden you go to college for it. You romanticize it. And then head. and then you put all this money into it and then you you get into it and you're like, oh wait, I actually don't want to do this. Like, yeah. This is actually not like what I'm made for. Then it's like, yes. oh, whoops, you just put like a whole bunch of money behind that and a whole bunch of time studying, you know. Yes. At then, some point you need to yeah. put it into practice. And you mentioned, uh, you know, watch videos and all that, but if you can find a mentor. Because yes. if you, you can, can. If you can. If you can. That would that will help you so much. Yeah. So yeah. far, I haven't really found one. Yeah, you've kind of become to. the mentor. Yeah, <laughs> I've become the mentor for yeah. some people, yeah. but it that if you can find a mentor, that will help you so mm-hmm. much. Because you you skip ahead yeah. so much. You, it's just a matter of time. If you're out by yourself, well, you'll right. get to at the point, but it speeds up the process. Well, yeah. they can they can show you where they failed. Yeah. So you can avoid making the same exact mistakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's something where like even the people that I took over film from, they were basically any everywhere from writing to post production, they're all pantsers basically. <laughs> they just were like making funny skits with themselves. And then I think it was it was really when we joined that it leveled up because we we wanted to like push it further cuz yeah. Me, my sister, my brother-in-law, we're all very well. My brother-in-law, it's it's so weird, Andrew. He's like almost a perfect uh, co-director because mm-hmm. he's not very creative but mm-hmm. he knows how to execute yes so I'm gonna so actually cool. I'm actually gonna be he wants to learn some photography mm-hmm. already and so he'll learn angles and stuff and then I'll have him as one of my DPs hmm. I'll probably have Stephen as a DP too um, because then he if I'm like hey I want it to look like this you know I want to have mm-hmm. it swing he knows exactly how to do it yeah, and that's really helpful too. Is not just having mentors because I've I mean had one for a while, but then that kind of fell through. And then I mean I met with an author a while ago, but that was just like one meeting. Yeah. But mostly what I've had is a lot of peers who are skilled in areas that I'm not. Yes. And so they catch things like I have one friend whose mom was an English teacher, so she catches all sorts of. Mm. grammar and spelling and whatever yep. she catches all that stuff mm-hmm. and then I have um, my one friend who's a pantser I kind of help her keep her story kind of together. seamless and together Yeah. 
and she helps me a lot by like noticing like different details because I sometimes tend to zoom out more. Yeah, your big picture. Yeah, person, I yeah. tend to I tend to look at the big picture and how it all fits together, and I f- sometimes forget about like the individual scenes. Those have to be good too. Yeah. And so she'll catch those. So it's also really good to have peers around you who you can help, and then they can yeah. help you. Yeah, I know. Like um, Mr. Beast, he once did an interview with um, some people, and he said that there was like a period of time where he had like I think five people, and they met every day. And just researched, talked about, like, all these different YouTubers, Mm -hmm. and then also Mm -hmm. would criticize each other's work. Like, down to the thumbnail. Yeah, down to the thumbnail. They were brutally honest with each other, just like, hey, this is wrong. Oh, this, I hate this part. You know, like, you need to change this. Mm -hmm. This video was really boring because of how you started it. And they, they they just would bounce off each other. And that's one of the biggest reasons why now... Mr. Beast has over 100 million subscribers is yeah. because he took a lot of time to go from, uh, you know, some kid that was just recording videos with his best friend to mm-hmm. someone has full-scale production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that kind of brings to mind a concept of creativity that we don't also, also think of, and that's repetition. Mm. A lot of times, you know, more of the creative type, they're more... Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. But if you if you have repetition, you start. The more iterations you have, the more you get better. You the more you get better. Yeah. And you know you think of it as more of a logic based, you know, mm-hmm. trait. But that's, it's it applies to creativity. That's a lot. why there's a bunch of filmmakers that have been really they they're able to hone their craft by doing stuff like wedding filmmaking Mm. yeah because then you're doing the same thing over and over Mm. and you catch things yes yeah you get so good at it yeah and you have to oh what was i gonna say now i sorry just completely (laughs) i I interrupted you uh repetition Repetition. yeah um i forget what i was gonna say about that but yeah but yeah that's okay you want to hone your craft and then with distribution i i've i've i have a, a saying that i say and you can you can comment on this what you think about it, which is, I'm never gonna change the message, but I'm okay with changing the packaging. Yes. So making something really exciting, mm-hmm. like because there's a lot of times where like, like they they want everything to be all just like this very solemn. Just hello, we are here to talk about the Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just, I I'm sorry, it's just super boring. And there's not a lot of people that are going to watch that or yeah. listen to it. And so I like the idea of packaging it in a way that is relevant. Mm-hmm. Without with, compromising. Without compromising. Yep. So mm-hmm. I don't... In, in, with Christian with Christian media, you never compromise the message. Well, and I think that comes back to what we were talking about in part one. Where we were saying that there's a two types of like Christian like fiction... Yeah. And I think it comes down to the fact that one part they compromise the message. Yeah. For the sake of making it all palatable. Yeah, and flashy and showy mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah. Whereas the other side they think that just because they have the message right that they don't have to worry about anything else. And yeah. they don't have hmm. to they don't have to um 
take the time and like do the research and do the work that just because they're right that people should listen to them. Yeah. I, and that's not you need to have both. I you even have to have the that. right message, yeah. but you also do need to package it right. It goes with theology too. It goes with a lot of things actually. Yeah. I've even seen it in like there was there was a church that um, I was familiar with where they actually they basically stripped away everything. There was no Sunday school. There was no official nursery. There was um, they they stopped doing specials. They stopped. They literally cut everything out. Wow. It was only singing and preaching. Hmm. It was to that point, and they mm-hmm. they they didn't even have any programs. They they had one VBS, but it, the the one the last VBS they had was super boring because they were like, well, they they basically turned it into like just five days of preaching. Yeah. They had almost yeah, zero activities. To... And so, but they believed because they were right that that should be a little stand on its own. Mm-hmm. But hmm. like, Jesus did tons of miracles to hmm. prove he what parables. he said. He told parables. He, told parables. he used yeah. stories. He he packaged up the gospel in multiple different ways. Well, because everyone is wired differently. Mm-hmm. So everyone is going to understand something. And that's one of the reasons that Jesus told parables is um, from different angles. So the people who wanted to know the truth, they would understand it. And so he presented the gospel in different ways. Yeah. Um, And I mean, he would tell multiple parables about the same subject, about the same exact message. But some people wouldn't understand one parable, but maybe they would understand another. Yeah, the um, the hundred sheep and the ten coins and the mm-hmm. two sons. Yep. It was from two different perspectives. The shepherd's perspective, the man that was a shepherd, the woman that was a stay-at-home woman that was about it was apparently just married because that's the tradition of the day. Mm-hmm. And then it was the father that had sons. Mm-hmm. And it was like... He was relating it to different mm-hmm. people, so, but I it mean, was, he didn't compromise Jesus, the message. Yep. Jesus had a target audience, you could say. Yeah. Um, and he presented his message, so you notice who he's talking to. He actually would change the way he spoke. For the Pharisees, he knew that to challenge them and to get at their heart, he had to be very firm with them. Yeah, and Whereas blunt. with the disciples, he was very patient and gentle with them. Yep. Because they just didn't get it sometimes. Yeah. But he knew that their heart and their vision was there. Yeah. And with the people, he tried to appeal to, because they were very like down to earth. And so he tried to appeal to them with parables and with miracles and yeah. that sort of thing. Relating it to their daily life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why that's why I often try to find the most practical topics to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's because it's like, oh, I see. So the Bible just kind of like talks about my daily life and how to live better Every day, not just about how to be a better church member. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, people always divide, you know, the sacred and the secular, but everything in your life, because you, when you become a Christian, Jesus lives inside of you. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. So you are sacred, therefore. Yeah. Your body is a temple. Yeah. And so wherever you are, you, it's, you know, it is sacred. That activity, whatever you're doing, it's sacred. Mm-hmm. So that's every area of your life because yeah. you are always where you are. So. Hanging out with friends is sacred. Mm-hmm. Yep. Going to Culver's is sacred. Like yeah. every single thing you do, it's not just, oh, we're done with church. Now we're going to be sacred. Yeah, yeah. Now we're done being sacred. No, it's, it's just you never stop. 
Yeah. Which is also why you, whenever you're like, oh, well, I need to act good because I'm at church. I'm like, mm, no, that's not how it's supposed to work. Which that kind of leads back to creativity because people kind of separate that because they think that the truth is going to confine their creativity. And yes. what I would say to that is creativity is good, but you always need a channel for it. Yep. You always need a channel. You always need to have some sort of guideline because yep. no matter how, if you're the most creative person on earth, if you have no boundaries or anything, then, I mean, we see what happens in the Bible. I actually did a study once on imagination. You see what happened in the Bible? Almost every time the word imagination is used, it's not good. Yep. And it's because they didn't have any um, concept of boundaries. It was like, well, we're just going to do what we feel like. And just yep. creativity. Every and just blah, person follow your heart. Yeah, right follow your heart eyes. and that yep. kind of thing. So you have to have some kind of channel and some kind of guideline for it. You can't just kind of wing it and just, you know, spit out whatever you want to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the biggest thing to just remember is... Just because you want to be creative doesn't mean, you know, your the truth will never tamper with your creativity. It will enhance it. Mm-hmm. And a creative packaging will never destroy the truth. It will only help it. Right. And yeah. so it's what it is, it's, it's about having that balance between mm-hmm. not compromising the truth because that's something you never want to do. Right. But also... You want to have it in a way that actually is, like, enjoyable. Yeah. Because if nobody enjoys it, like, why in the world Mm -hmm. would they watch it? Like, some people almost try to make things, like, almost boring because they're like, well, if they don't enjoy it, then they don't like the truth. You know, like, they're very much like, well, it's the truth. They should enjoy it. Yeah, here's the thing, though. That's just lazy. That's all it It is. It is. Yeah. Because you are presenting a package. Mm -hmm. You are presenting... A package, obviously, because people are hearing it. Yeah. Um, so you're already doing that. Nobody is completely objective. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's I mean, not... God has a rebuttal to that. The King James Bible is the best-selling book in the world. Hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean... mean... Yeah. And you see that with like all sorts of Christian industries where they're just plain lazy about it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is, the really sad thing is is a lot of these books and movies that I see, Christian books and movies, they have such potential, and that makes me so mad. Some of my least favorite books and movies are not because of, the like, it's not really because of the creativity, it's because they really had no channel or guideline, they had no direction towards what what they were going for. Because there's a lot of books and movies that have so much potential, and they have such good ideas, and these people are so creative. But they didn't put the work in to actually, yeah, exactly. you know, create guidelines and like point it actually to like one singular truth. Yeah. So. Yeah, that is that's so true. So if you are really creative and you watch the last episode and you're like, yeah, that's me. I want to use my creativity. Focus on building your skills, which means researching, reading, or watching, depending or or seeing other people paint, whatever your skill is, consume, research, and then create. But make sure you don't just get stuck in research. Just 
Sometimes and your first stuff is going to be horrible. Mm -hmm. My first podcasts, not great. Not great. I don't want you guys watching them. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I have stories that like are locked away so deep that like mm -mm, no one is going to ever read those. Yeah. My first. But like I never, I don't delete them either because like. That was me back then. That yep. was where I was at. It goes back to so repetition. So it's not really anything to necessarily be ashamed of. No. Even though that's not me now, so I, that's why I don't want people reading it. Yeah. And, like, my my videos, I I don't think... There there was only one video I've ever deleted from my channel. And I, that's not on this channel. This is a podcast channel. Um, on my other one, Audio Corn Productions, which I'm going to start posting to. Um... There was one where I had a vlog, and it just didn't turn out at all. At all. And mm-hmm. I, I looked at it, I'm like, nope. And so I did delete that one. Yeah. But for the most part, I keep even the dumbest stuff. Because it's think, like... I think I put my first video on... I, I didn't delete it. I think I put it on private. But it was like a welcome to my channel thing, and I like updated it. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it was like not current to like what i was yeah i need to i was like i don't my camera presence in that so (laughs) yeah i want to change the name yeah um but yeah so do that and then um don't don't compromise the truth for your creativity but also don't think that the truth is it just saying the words of the truth is gonna Mm -hmm. is is enough because then that's just being lazy. It's like, ah, I can just read this script and magically everything will happen. Mm-hmm. Put some effort into it. Well, if you think about it, God did that a lot in the Bible. Yeah. I mean, he could have just, I mean, he could have created everything on one day, but he spread it out over six days of creation. And, mm-hmm. you know, he could have made just one species of animal, mm-hmm. you know, just a few. But he made so many because... Yeah. He didn't just settle for, well, I'm God, so, like, what I create and what I say goes. And, like, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. He actually, like, made a variety of things. Yeah, so. he actually, he, he put some work into it. Yeah. He put some yeah. effort into it. Yeah. And he, he, because now we can enjoy it. So, it's, like, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it's just, so, so put some effort into it. Yeah. And as, especially as Christians, like she said, and I 100% agree with it. Christian media should be the best media. And so we should strive to be more talented than everyone else, to have better scripts, to have better books, to have better videos, to have better movies than anyone else. And like one of my inspirations, even though they don't get everything right, the Kendrick brothers, Mm -hmm. they actually proved this possible. That was their goal. Yeah. Is to do that, is to create... Um, good quality Christian yeah. Yeah. movies. And in every single one of their films, I mean, some of them had, you know, we, we the plot of, you know, Facing the Giants, that wasn't great. But, <laughs> this is just Facing the Giants bash. <laughs> but to yeah. be honest, we're all, all huge fans of the Kendrick Brothers because they did that. Is Well, and of course, that was only their second film. Yeah. So for their second film, improve, uh, that was everyone. pretty good. And they had a third film. After yeah, that, and they, they kept going, they, and they had better ones. I think their third film, Fireproof, that was one of their best. Yeah. In my so, opinion, it is their best. And, and so it, that's, the, that's huge, where it's just like, they were just two Christian, three Christian brothers mm-hmm. that wanted to do film, and they did it. 
Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you don't need to just go to LA and join a studio. You can do it as a Christian making films that actually are good. And they're a church. The first movie, they just got some people from their church. From, yep. And that, yeah. that brings us to a point is that don't just try to do it alone. Yes. Don't yes. try to be a lone ranger. You can't. Because like we were talking about before, getting advice from your peers and from mentors, but also work together with people because there are so many people out there that are skilled in things that you're not. Mm-hmm. And so if you all come together, and a lot of times Christians try to do that, so they try to be like, they try to do everything themselves. Yeah. But with something like, like you're into filmmaking, like writing is a little bit more of a lone project. Yeah. You know, you slightly more people, You get people to edit it and stuff like that. Yeah. But like for filmmaking, you need people of all sorts of skills mm-hmm. and you need everybody to come together. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that the Kendrick brothers did is they took people even from their church that had different gifts and they said, hey, you can act. Can you, you do this? You can cook meals. Can you cook meals for us on set? And they brought everybody together with their skills mm-hmm. yeah. and their creativity. It was all different kinds of creativity, but it was all like important. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. And so don't, yeah, also just don't do it alone. It's yeah. never, it, it really just won't work out if you do it alone. You will just fizzle out and you'll burn out and you'll be done. Um, and that's a huge push of mine is I try to get people together. Yeah. I have people that are writing for me. I have people that are doing video for me, doing audio for me. I'm basically just the director. I have the main vision. Mm-hmm. And then I find people that are smarter and more talented than me to do all the work that I don't know how to do. Right. And admit when you don't know how to do something. Yes. Too. Be humble about because that. Because you don't know how to do everything. Yeah. yeah. And find someone who does. It's the only way you're going to get better you. is if you yeah. if you admit that yeah. you're wrong at stuff. Yeah. And even if it's well, something. And you when to... you're starting out at something, ex- um, expect to fail. Yeah. A lot. Yes. And it goes back to the repetition thing. you got to have a ton of iterations before you even get close to being good. Mm-hmm. And a lot mm-hmm. of people underestimate how much you have to do something before you mm-hmm. become excellent at it. Which is why it's important that you're passionate about it. Yes. Because if you're not, you're, gonna you're stop. just going to, no matter how yeah. much discipline you have, mm-hmm. either you're you're just going to keep dragging along, but eventually it's just going to all fizzle yeah. out. I saw, I saw a YouTuber, he did a very honest like advice for people doing YouTube. He goes, if you are watching this video and going... I really want to start YouTube, but I just don't have the equipment. He says, then quit. Yep. He says, I know you have a smartphone. You're watching this right now. He's yeah. like, you can do it with that. And you have the equipment then. He's like, so then start with that. And if you don't, then just don't. Don't even get started because mm-hmm. you never will. And that's that's the last thing is that just do it. Okay? Yeah. Like, I did not start with this. I did not start with a camera. I used my sister's old iPhone 8 that she didn't use anymore, and I had a little phone clamp that um, my dad didn't need that came with something, and he didn't need it, and an old tripod, which now that tripod's holding up the diffuser for my light, um, and, and I just had got some really dirt-cheap USB mics. Mm-hmm. That's how I started and that's so so just start with whatever you have actually no my first podcast was just with a lapel mic that's right that was an audio only yeah yeah so 
don't don't wait just go do it if you if you want to write just write if it's garbage mm-hmm. fine because when writing. you start no one's gonna really Trust watch me, it except everyone... your mom yeah. So it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> my faithful, my most faithful viewers are my siblings. Yeah. Yep. Well, because you think about, I'm never gonna be like so and so. Trust me, they have things stored away so deep that you're never gonna see it. But they yeah. have their mistakes and their failures, maybe even worse than you do. So. I love, I love. There was on a talk show, Ed Sheeran was there, and people always say like Ed Sheeran has this natural talent. Now I don't agree with his music. But he, it, it makes a great point. He goes, okay, well, here's here's a recording of me when I, he was like, when he was he like 15, <laughs> it was like when he was 15, yeah. and it was him playing guitar and singing, and it was horrible. His voice sounded disgusting. His guitar playing was mid at best. Wow. Like, it was, it, he was like, literally his voice was cracking back and forth because he was in the wrong <laughs> octave. Like, oh he, it, he sounded really, really bad. And now, he's like, has multiple like, platinum records and a ton of awards and like, mm-hmm. loved everywhere. And so, that is still applicable to Christians. Mm-hmm. We can do that. Mm-hmm. But you're going to start out bad, but you just got to keep going. Yeah, and there's a principle uh, that I take to creativity and a lot of things is goes back to our first part. Start with why. Mm-hmm. Start with the purpose. Yeah. Yep. Because if you're not grounded in anything, you're gonna fizzle out. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you start with the why, like why am I doing this? Why do I want to do this? What's the purpose of this? Then you move on to the how. Mm-hmm. And then that's where you can get practical. Which that's why, as we were saying. Christian, you know, whatever should be the best Mm -hmm. in your genre. The Christians should be the best, you know, Christian writers should be the best writers out there because our purpose is not going to die out. Right. So if you start with that, then, you know, whoever is, you know, trying to get a lot of money from it and then they don't, they are going to eventually stop doing it or, you know, they're trying to get fame and it doesn't take off right away Then they're going to stop doing it. But we're not ever going to stop having our purpose. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why this is part two of two. So if you're, if you're like, well, I know how, but I want to know why, watch the first part. Uh, but we got to finish. We're, we're, we're just a bit over time. Um, and is there anything you guys are thankful for? What are you guys thankful for this week? Because we didn't do that on the last podcast. We did so. Hmm. Yeah, um, it is Thanksgiving. Tomorrow. You know, it I, is Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving. Yeah. I am really thankful for the author of creativity, God. Hmm. And you, you just look around at how creative God is. Yeah. And um, oh, the, you, sunset well, the sunset. The sunset today, today yeah. was. Um, I pulled off the side of the road and just took pictures because I'm yeah. like, I gotta. It's mm-hmm. so nice. It was beautiful. Yeah, I got off of exit on 41. I'm like, yeah, I've got to take some. Oh yeah. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, the creativity of God and biggest inspiration, I think, and you two could probably attest to that, to anything creative I do is definitely God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. You, there's so many, when you research the stories of the Bible, mm-hmm. the amount of creativity so in there. Amazing. Well, and in creation itself, look at the incredible detail and you'll see patterns yeah. everywhere. It's, it's so amazing. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for these past, like, what it's been half a year almost almost all well since may this journey the, the direction god took me i i even said it last, yeah uh, yesterday mm-hmm. at the praise and pie 
It's just Hi, been. Bryce. No, Bryce, I'm fine. Yeah, <gasps> I, I got you it right. Oh, it no. Oh. oh, no. I was just waiting to I, catch you. I thought about it before I said it. Um, but the is that I, I was, let's see here. So, like, just over a year ago, I was very like, oh, what am I doing? What am I going to do? Because the year before that is when I was finally like, I want to get serious for the Lord. And then I had a whole year of just, like, torture. Because um, <laughs> I had a lot of growing to do. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of lost. and, and not, not lost in my salvation. I knew the Lord. But I was just lost in my purpose. And then I started the podcast in November. And I was like, wow, I really want to do this. And then because of the podcast, because otherwise I wouldn't have had a YouTube channel. You came here. And and so then, then I came here. Well, then I, you know, visited in May, and then I came here, and then I became really good friends with Jonathan, and that's been great. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and, you know, the trials aren't over. I've been having some tough times, but it's, it's kind of great to see the way the Lord works. Mm-hmm. And I've just been really thankful for the direction he's taking me. And I'm very certain that it's not done yet. Yeah. I have a lot more growing to do. I have a lot more. <laughs> you're learning. never done growing until yeah. you're in heaven. Makes it yeah. exciting though. It, it does because mm-hmm. I know I know I'm moving forward, and that's yeah. that's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's the idea. I am thankful for. I did a post on this like last week, I think, um, like a Facebook post. But I was like researching like verses on thankfulness, and it was really interesting because. In a lot of the letters in the New Testament, especially Paul's letters, he's constantly thanking God, you know, beginning and end of the letters, he's thanking God for his fellow believers. And that just made me realize, like, how strong the bond should be between believers and, like, we should Mm. all just be encouraging each other. And I feel like we don't, we aren't thankful for that enough. Yeah. And so that just made me, like, really grateful for the people in my life that, like, build me up. Mm. Yeah. Because we kind of take that for granted sometimes, I think. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're in that environment. Because there's a lot of people that aren't. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people in a lot of groups or friends groups where it's a lot of tearing each other down. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it is really nice to be in a friends group where we're building each other up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's always nice. But yeah. All right. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. I think you gave a perspective that um, is very valuable. Um, and we, who knows, we might have, though we, you might see me again, I you might, might because we already have a couple of ideas. Yes, we do. Um, so you'll probably we're, see her We're going to see you yeah. again. Yeah. Um, but with that, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, and we, this is what our second to last podcast, right? Yeah, already. Wow. Second to last Crazy. podcast. Wow. That is insane. Um, and then, then we'll have a one month break in December. And then we'll be right back up in January. New name, new episode, or new season. Yeah, probably the same set because we actually found some that works. This is so probably not a new set. Works, yeah. But um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for all you faithful viewers, especially the people who are still watching at an hour <laughs> and twelve minutes. Yeah. It's probably a little different after I cut it, but uh, thank you guys so much for watching. And um, what should they comment if they're the last people to listen? Should they comment? Turkey. Turkey. There we go. Comment Turkey. And then we will know that you're one of the faithful few. Yes. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much, and we will talk to you later. Thank you.